Hello, this is Jeremy back with another recording. And uh, today I wanted to talk about desire. Desire. It's a, uh, it's gotten a bit of a bad rap. It's kind of like the D word in some uh, spiritual traditions. Um, some like uh, the Buddha have called it the sort of the root of all suffering is desire, is this sense of I want. Um, or I don't want, which are really the same thing. <laughs> I want this, I want this one to go away. Either way, it's an I want. And uh, so why is this I want so bad? Why is it causing all this suffering? Um, and why does desire get a bad rap? So let's talk about that first, about why it gets a bad rap, and then let's try to go into a little bit of the nuances of desire and see how um, desire can also be used as a way to actually gain more happiness in our lives um, and not just suffering, <laughs> if possible. So, um, okay, so why does it get a bad rap? Well, first off, desire, in a way, it points out something that we feel that we're lacking. Um, it sort of comes from a place of um, incompleteness, right? Because if we really fully believed and knew that we already had everything we needed um, we already felt totally whole, totally complete, totally fulfilled, um, then why would we want anything? <laughs> because we just would already feel completely full. Our glass would be so full that we couldn't even fit one more drop in. If anything, we would be trying to pour out water <laughs> into the world because um, the n nothing else could fit. There's nothing else more that we could possibly sustain. Um, so one reason why uh, desire is... Um, is kind of uh, can cause suffering is because it, it comes from this place of incompleteness and it reinforces that com incompleteness. So it's kind of saying, okay, I want e even the even our desires that seem so productive, you know. So I really want this this new job, you know. Um, I really want to become more fit. I really want this partner. Um, I really want to, you know, change this, change this about myself. I really want to be more generous. I really want to be more loving. All these desires. They're coming, they're, they're, cause in, in a way, all of those sayings, they're saying, I'm not loving, <laughs> right? If you want to be more loving, you basically, that means you think you're not loving. Um, I want to be more generous. That means you think you're not generous. I want a partner. That means I'm not okay by myself. Um, you need a different career. Um, I'm not okay, um, where I am right now. And, uh, you know, being so, so it's always trying to be somewhere else, uh, than where you are. And so it's inherently going to always shift your energy into a future moment that will somehow magically create uh, happiness for you. Um, so it's kind of taking you away from the present moment where a lot of the things that you're looking for <laughs> already exist. Um, and of course, a lot of the reasons that you think you want a lot of these things are sort of based off of societal programming. A lot of them are based off of uh, lies that you believe about the way reality really works. So, and anything that's really based in a lie is going to cause suffering. Um, so those are some of the reasons why uh, desire gets a bad rap, but we'll, we'll go further, further into it. Um, another reason is that when we get these desires, <laughs> with the things that we think that we're happy with, we're always looking for something external to complete us. And uh, the source of true happiness is actually always inside of us. It's knowing what we are, it's knowing our true nature, it's knowing um, what reality is, and, and realizing that all the things that were creating suffering for us were essentially just things that we were believing that weren't true. 
but we don't really realize that in the beginning so we start to look for things out there that are going to make us happy uh, but then as many of them many of us find we get those things and we're you know usually oftentimes not even happier sometimes just marginally happier um, and most often just happier for a short period of time so uh, we'll get the thing that we finally wanted uh, we'll feel happier for a bit uh, but then eventually we'll kind of come down to our baseline level of happiness and um, there's actually a, a psychology term for that but I'm blanking out on it right now but uh, yeah that's kind of how it works as many of us experience and, and actually even that temporary boost of happiness that we get when we we finally have the thing that we wanted um, it's not actually created by getting the thing that we wanted it's actually created by the absence of desire um, because it's for the for the the brief moment that we finally get that thing that we wanted you know we we finally um, get the thing that we were striving after for so long we get that like letter uh, that acceptance letter to the master's program that we were so looking forward to and it's like yes all that work that I did taking the GREs and all this stuff and finally I got this acceptance letter and like you're so happy and um, so for that brief moment you don't want anything for that brief moment you feel content you feel like you can finally just rest you can finally just be like oh god it feels good you know and then i'm hungry <laughs> new desire comes um and then, then the process continues you know so so one desire gets completed automatically the next desire gets created and it just creates this perpetual cycle of seeking and seeking 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 something in the future that will eventually hopefully end at some point then we can finally rest we can finally say it's okay now uh, but it just doesn't happen you know we have these desires oh no no, well, no trust me as soon as i find like as soon as i get settled in that job that i really want then i, I can just chill and then I'll, I'll allow myself to be happy then, then that's cool that's cool you know that, that'll happen then when you get the job okay well i got this job that's you know a little better but you know i'm still pretty much alone i need need to have that partner share my life with right i mean come on and then you get the partner and you know, and then and then it's the kids, and then it's the house, and then it's the this, and it's the that, and you're you're always waiting uh, for that moment where um, no new desires arise, and you can finally rest. But um, unfortunately, that moment <laughs> often never comes, and we are perpetually stuck in this cycle of seeking um, happiness in the future instead of um, being, you know, sort of gratitude, the energy of gratitude, which pulls us into what we have right now. Um, another difficulty around desire is that in many ways is it, is it keeps what we want at bay um, as well. So I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but oftentimes whether it's um, a person or a job or something you want to build, it always seems to be at bay as long as it's something that you are putting a huge amount of weight on, right? So let's say even, um, let's say even in dating, right? Um, if you're like trying to you really want to date a girl or a guy that you're going after and you want it so badly you want it so badly you need them you like you know it's going to make you happy and then you probably <laughs> end up coming across as very needy and attached it probably pushes that person away um right versus if you if you were kind of went about it in a more calm way and you realize that you like this person and you showed interest but you um, weren't overly uh, grasping at it and uh, weren't overly pushy towards it um, probably more likely that it would work out in your favor but that's how it works in, in really everything in life and again it's not about 
the person and the psychology behind it. Uh, that was just one example. It's about the belief system. It's always about the belief system, right? So let's say even you really want your, your company to be successful. Um, wanting it so badly is basically saying that I need this to be happy. I need this to be happy. I'm not happy right now. Um, and it's also putting, it's also reinforcing the belief that it's very difficult and it's very hard um, to do, right? Um, and so it'll actually forever <laughs> usually keep what you really want at bay. Um, so in that sense, it's not even <laughs> really very productive. Um, so again, so desire, it points out a lack of sense of wholeness within us. Um, it also creates, um, it also can create addiction, you know, because when we, when we finally do get the thing that we desire, even though it didn't provide us as much happiness as we wanted, we got sort of that little dose, you know, and then we associate that little dose of pleasure um, with, you know, actually the thing, the external thing itself, instead of the feeling of not having desire. Um, so then we continually want it more and more and more, right? Um, so, you know, let's say, you know, the little little hit you get after you eat some candy or something unhealthy, sugar rush, boom, I love that. Um, and then you want it more and more and more. But um, it usually doesn't really make you too much happier. <laughs> but it's really like that with anything. I think I need to think of some better examples here, but I think you probably get the picture. So we've got all these desires. It's, it, they're always creating this grasping energy, wanting something to change, wanting something that we don't have, uh, wanting something to go away that we do have, whether it's a personal quality of ours, whether it's a, an accomplishment we want, um, it's somebody else that we want to uh, love us, to show us love. Um, it's, always, uh, it's always trying to change the, the present moment. Um, so, however, that doesn't necessarily mean that all desires are bad. <laughs> In fact, I think we ca actually came here and we came into this experience to actually pursue certain desires. Um, but the, the key is that they're not, is, is sort of differentiating what is an authentic desire versus what is a desire that's coming from a place of like, I'm not enough as I am. Um, I think that's a very nuanced thing and uh, it's worth, you know, having a bit of discussion around. And, um, you know, let's not forget that the whole, this whole creation, like this whole awesome dream experience that we have was created out of desire. Like that was the core thing. Uh, the core thing was just this desire to create out of love. Um, so similarly, I think that's part of the key to knowing whether something that we are doing is um, an authentic desire or um, an ego desire. And also it's not one or the other, right? They're, they can kind of be mixed and muddled together <laughs> as well at the same time. So I think the key is always really being super, super honest with ourselves and super, super, um, yeah, basically aware of what our true motivations are behind the different actions and desires that we take. And we have to be really honest here because it's sneaky. You know, it's really sneaky and it's very easy to trick ourselves into thinking we're doing things for a reason that we're really not. And I myself have been caught into this uh, many times, many times. Um, so there's, there's, and there's a lot of uh, kind of nuance with it. Um, so for example, um, you know, I just got to use the examples from my own life, but um, you know, I was in working in the corporate world for a while. I really, really didn't like it. 
i knew i wanted to make a change um so there arose a desire a desire to change jobs change jobs start a you know start a business of my own something that i was more passionate about and then that allowed me to free up some space okay well what am i passionate about and when i kind of drilled into it i kind of just the thing that kept coming up with was education that somehow like all the problems of the world are functions of education whether they be health problems societal problems cultural problems um, anything it's, it's all seems to be a result of people <laughs> people seem to be the problem and not just people uh, it seems to be uh, people's minds and the way that they work and their beliefs like I didn't maybe know that nuance at the time but there was just some sense that like education was at the at the bottom of all this <laughs> um, so that kind of led to um, you know me to start my want to start my first company uh, wise guy which is a you know, the online an online uh, tutoring and mentoring platform for universities. Um, however, when looking back on it, I can see that there was a mix of things there, um, because looking back on it from from the perspective I am now, I see that there was there was an authentic desire there. There was an authentic desire that was coming from something that I was truly interested in. I was always even from a young kid always loved to build things, um, and I loved to build things and. I love to be creative and I love to learn and I love to and I was always very interested in kind of like not just education but like wisdom and um, kind of which is sort of not exactly like the formal knowledge education we're used to but I was always very passionate about wisdom um, and there was a desire to create something that I feel would be that would be impactful as well um, but um, of course, there were also what I call ulterior motives, and these are the ones you have to be really careful about. Um, and when I examine what my ulterior motives were back then, is that um, a big part of this motivation was actually just it was coming from the fact that I just I hated working in the corporate world, and I never wanted to go back. <laughs> so, and that that may sound like a, a subtle thing, but one is. It, it, it's, there's sort of a difference there. One is going towards something that I genuinely want, and one is actually running away from something I don't want. Um, and that's like a very important thing to recognize. Um, are you are you doing something just to escape from something else, or are you doing something just because you want you genuinely want something? Um, so there there's a nuance there. And I think in this case, my desire to it was like more of like a, a desire to just escape from <laughs> where I was and hating it so much, it wasn't so much um, just that I, I had this incredible you know, love for education and building things and I was just so excited to do that. Um, and of course, the, some of the reasons behind that was that I, at the time I had um, you know, a different belief in the way reality worked and I thought that you, know, you, had to, um, you had to have a certain kind of job to make a certain kind of money and a certain kind of lifestyle and there's all sorts of scarcity um, thoughts around scarcity tied up with that um, similarly another ulterior motive was um, just this desire to be seen by other people as successful um, I think that's also one that probably many people have but it was especially strong for me um, and of course, it was something that I was aware of, but I wanted to uh, suppress as well. So in many ways, this doing this startup was was related to that because I figured, okay, well, if I could um, start my own company and it was successful, 
um, then you know I would be uh, seen as uh, respected and successful and approved of and recognized by my peers and um, and of course like within of course that is very subjective to your community but at least within my community I, I perceive that to be um, one of the values of success is like being able to start your own successful business but of course that wasn't enough it can't just be any old successful business because what if I start a um, I don't know <laughs> really big uh, you know um, advertising company that like inundates people with annoying ads and everyone's like oh yeah then then I then my my beliefs at the time was like okay well you know that wouldn't be good enough because then people say oh yeah he's successful but I mean look at this crappy company that's like spamming us all the time with advertisements so yeah he may have been successful but did he really improve the world you know so it wasn't enough to be successful it had to be successful in a way that also um, was perceived to be making an extremely positive social impact um, and again, it's not that I, 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 there wasn't some genuineness to that. Like I did genuinely want to do something that I felt was going to impact the world, but it was tied up. So again, there's, they, they, it was tied up together. So there were also these ulterior motives of wanting to look good, basically. Um, so, and, and that really comes down to some of the, the core paradigms by which we're operating in our life. Like, are we operating in our life to have a good life or are we operating in our life to look like we're having a good life? And uh, unfortunately, most people are operating their life and they make most of their decisions around what would look good in the eyes of others and not what they want in their own eyes. Many people are making decisions trying to get away from what they don't want instead of just focusing on moving towards what they do want. And if you think about both those cases, um, they also come from different places, right? So we talked about how desires can point out a sense of um, you know, unworthiness and lack of wholeness. Uh, but it kind of, the game kind of changes if those two ulterior mo motives aren't there, right? If you, for example, like if you're not trying to run away from where you are, if you're, you realize, hey, you know what, I'm in this situation and like, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like I could do this. Like, I could do this situation. It's, there's, no, there's nothing horrible happening. In fact, I have a lot to be grateful for. I'm grateful. Yeah, this may be a corporate job, but oh my God. I mean, how lucky could I be? I literally sit here in an air-conditioned room all day, hanging out with some people that are, you know, pleasant enough. Um, work on a computer, get a decent salary. I can put food on the table. I can um, afford an apartment. I mean, this is just beyond. <laughs> this is like beyond what someone should be grateful for. This is like one of the things that you should, that most people around the world would would give their lives to to be able to have that kind of opportunity and meanwhile i'm kind of like get me the hell out of here <laughs> you know so realizing how lucky we are in the in the present moment and again it doesn't mean you have to stay there like there is a reason you're, you're feeling that itch to leave it's because perhaps it isn't actually in align in alignment with uh your your purpose here and, and what um consciousness wants to experience through you so it doesn't mean you have to stay there but it does there can be some power in just reminding yourself um, of the position you're in having gratitude for it and then uh, similarly moving towards not living your life for what other people want and how other people perceive but just what you want because then in both of those cases you're no longer moving from a place of things aren't good enough as they are you're moving from a place of like hey things are really good as they are and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of me. I'm just going like I'm. So, I'm just so excited to do this that I'm going to do it. So it's it's be, just being moved from the sense of complete. It's actually 
being moved from a sense of completeness instead of uh, being moved from a sense of um, you know scarcity or running away. I mean, I think that's a very big difference in the energy of, of the thing itself. Um, so another another kind of um, manifestation of how these uh, ulterior motives um, not only cause suffering, but they can also sabotage our desires in many ways. Um, so for example, um, looking back at that first company, I can see how some of those ulterior motives actually sabotaged it in certain ways from being more successful than it could have. Um, so for example, um, in releasing the product, I remember being just such a perfectionist about the design of the product and how it looked and like it had to have X number of features and before I was, w I was willing to release it because, um, and it wasn't because I thought that we couldn't have probably done something, we probably could have done something much more simple to prove the concept earlier on, but I didn't want to have something that looked kind of crappy um, out there and be promoting it and to kind of have my name attached to it. I, if I was going to put something out there, it had to look really awesome <laughs> and like work really well right off the bat. And uh, for, I wanted people to be impressed with it, you know? And of course, um, that caring so much about, so, so basically, and, it, and again, it wasn't like I didn't want to also provide value to the students, but putting that ulterior motive of also wanting to look good um, took the attention off of the core thing here, which was, okay, what's the minimum amount of thing as quick that we can build as quickly as we can that's really going to like solve these people's problems? And um, out of that real, just create again, creating out of love, or creating out of the sense for love, for improving, you know, the lives of other people, and um, and for just like the love of building something really fun um, that you're enjoying. You know, it was all about like the way it looked, and and similar that that carried out in, in many ways, probably many ways I'm not even aware of. But another one I remember was that um, on the website when you search for tutors, it showed this little tutor count on top that showed how many um, tutors we had on our platform. And uh, because that was such a visible metric that anyone that went to the website could see, I found myself just like really obsessing over uh, recruiting, you know, tons and tons of tutors. Um, so at one point we probably had more than 500 uh, tutors on the platform. Um, and then similarly with students, you know, just, just marketing uh, doing a ton of, um, spending a ton of energy on marketing because, um, you know, I wanted, because everyone asked you, uh, the first question, how many users do you have? How many users do you have? You know, and I was like, I wanted to say, I wanted to at least, at least have a, a five digit number, you know, to, to report back. Uh, but of course those are like who it matters. It, like in, in, in the end, the success of the business has nothing to do with how many tutors are on the platform or how many students are on the platform. It matters how many, if you want to imagine the, the real value that it's creating and the, uh, it's, it's just about how many actual sessions are occurring in which people feel and how much, of course, value um, they feel like they are um, getting in each session. And of course, that wasn't as visible of a metric. So it was it wasn't as big of a focus and, and other metrics like, OK, how long does it actually take for a student to get a tutor and um, how how good of a match is it right off the bat? and um, you know, all these other kinds of metrics that of course would be more important, weren't, didn't get as much attention as they should have versus the ones that were, they're more immediately visible. Um, so, 
you know, they're, they're, these various ulterior, ulterior motives can really derail a lot of the things that we're trying to move towards in our life. And again, it doesn't mean that we can't go towards the des our, our certain desires, but it's just being really honest about our motivations. Um, similarly, like looking at relationships as well. Um, again, it's not like there's anything wrong with uh, desiring having a partner in our life. Like it's an amazing thing to be able to share this experience with another person. Um, however, again, it's like talking about, it, it's really thinking about what is the real motive here? Is it becoming, is it coming because, hey, I'm just, I'm really lonely right now. So um, I figured if I had somebody along for the ride, <laughs> I wouldn't be so lonely. Is it coming from, um, or even staying in a relationship that we're in that maybe isn't um, isn't serving us? Is it coming from a place of, you know, just wanting to feel uh, a sense of purpose uh, that this relationship seems to be giving us? Is it, um, you know, or, or it could be the opposite? Is this relationship reinforcing some actually like limiting belief from childhood that's being reinforced? You know, it's it's all kind of there's all sorts of ulterior motives that can get um, mixed into wanting or not wanting a relationship. Um, so there's another mindset that you can come from, which is first, you know, finding um, gratitude for it's the same thing as the career thing, right? Just it's finding gratitude um, where with where with what you have right now, and examining the real reasons why <laughs> you feel like you need like for perhaps uh, you may be one of those people who doesn't even want to. Um, you know, get married and have kids, let's say, but, but you just see, have seen everybody else around you doing it. So you figured, Hey, that's gotta be the only way to be happy. Um, and then you decide to, you know, you decide that you're not going to let yourself be happy until you have that. And again, it's not that, that it's a bad thing to, to, to have those things, but it's just, again, it's, it's coming from, uh, it's just really examining your motivations and, and, um, not putting so much pressure on, um, this desire and, and letting it run you. Um, so similarly, like these, these authentic desires, these, the authentic desires are interesting because they're really not even your desires. Uh, the, the truly authentic desires, which is the thing that you, you really want, um, is actually not even about you. It's not even about your character in, in the movie. It's about, it's something that the director <laughs> of the movie basically wants. And of course you are, you, you are the director, you are the, the actor, um, you are everything, but um, in this in this scenario, considering what you're aware of right now, um, it's it's it sort of has a larger purpose. It's like the universe has certain things that it wants to experience and it wants to do through you. And um, when you kind of tap into those authentic desires and you come at them from authentic place, it tends to just make things super easy for you um, because it wants you to go down that path. Um, and again, it's kind of like uh, I talked a little bit about the the analogy of bumpers, you know, um, it's going to, if you keep deviating towards things that you think you want, but aren't really going to make you happy. Like I was trying to kind of fit myself into all these, these, um, I don't know, ideas of what I thought were going to make me happy, but it didn't really work. It's uh, you're kind of going to get some bumps <laughs> and those bumps will usually come in the form of negative emotions, anxiety, things just really not working out for you. Um, so at some point you kind of got to take a hint. <laughs> Um, and that also kind of comes down, it also comes um, back to trust again and realizing that, um, that you know, sur or sort of surrendering almost your desires and, and having the humility to realize, you know, you don't necessarily know which desires are always your authentic ones and just kind of surrendering to, like my friend has a, has a saying, 
um, uh, it's not about what you want. It's about like it's it's not about what you want. It's about doing what you want. It's about becoming God's bitch. <laughs> That's kind of what what he said. It's about surrendering um, your will and really aligning your will with what wants to happen in your life. Like it's not about um, what you want. Um, it's about what wants what wants to happen and you kind of aligning yourself with that. And then ironically enough, over time you realize what it wants was actually what you really wanted. You just didn't even really completely realize it, um, which is which is really funny. Um, yeah, so um, with that, I will just kind of end things and, and say, you know, just be mindful of some of these ulterior motives that are, are really driving you. Um, try to align yourself with the things that are really authentic desires and and some of the indicators for that are again coming see, seeing from where it's coming from is it coming like would you do this if you if you knew nobody else was going to find out that you did it you know if would you do this if you knew that potentially no results would come of it would you still do this if um you really didn't care what anybody else thought would you still do this if you had an infinite amount of money so you kind of got to take away all the other equations um, and or you could of course just bring it to um, bring it to back to this sort of like core perception of reality is um, if you were if you were in a dream right now if you were in a dream right now and everything you were seeing was basically just a hologram um, nothing needed to be changed you're gonna you're gonna come out of the hologram at some point you know someone's gonna tap you on the shoulder take off your VR goggles and then you're going to go home at the end of the day. So um, <laughs> with that scenario, um, nothing in the world needs to change, right? Because it's just your hologram. Um, nothing in your life uh, needs to change because you don't really, like all the rules that you thought reality operated by, like money and people's approval, none of that is real. So if you were, if you were in a dream <laughs> and you woke up um, and you decided, hey, well, I'm, I'm here. I'm in this dream. I don't, there's nothing I have to do. Um, what what do I want to do? Like, what would really excite me um, the most? And uh, and I think that's when you start moving down a path that's more aligned with your with your authentic desire. Um, and again, it, it it can change. And 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 even some of these um, authentic desires, they're things that just want to be experienced. And it doesn't mean they'll, they're necessarily going to be your you know authentic desire forever. But um, it also comes down to kind of those two paths of the path of renunciation, which is sort of saying no to any desire and refusing to pursue it. And then the path of actually pursuing these desires and then realizing that they're um, as a way of actually transcending them. Um, so that's, again, a, a different path. Like, for example, uh, this, this desire that I had coming up in the last year and a half was this desire to travel. I really, really wanted to travel. Um, it, it was coming from that pure place of like excitement and all that. Um, but now that I've traveled for, for a year and a half, like I'm just, I'm kind of over it. And like, I want to, I, I, I've like, I've done this travel thing. Um, so it's actually not a desire anymore. So now I don't have this, like this desire there anymore. Um, so it shows how like by actually doing and going and doing all the things that I want to do, traveling all over the world, exploring spirituality all over the place, you know, motobiking through like the Himalayas and visiting all these monasteries in Tibet and just like being, having all these incredible experiences allowed me to transcend that desire. And then, um, you know, another desire <laughs> arises, but it's not the same kind of like grasping energy. It's just, it's coming from the sense of 
excitement. It's like, okay, that was, that was my highest excitement then. What's my highest excitement now? And now as I'm thinking about the next chapter of my career, it's not like, okay, crap, well, back to the real world now, as so many people say, like, okay, got to go back to the real world. It's, it's not like that at all. It's like fun's over, back to the real world. It's like, no, now the most fun thing I can think of for me to do in this moment is to start creating something um, awesome, like an awesome product or content or teaching or uh, building. Like, and I realized that um, that's, what I, that's, that's really what I want to do at this point. That just sounds fun to me. Um, it sounds creative. It sounds like I get to put something out there. It sounds like I get to have this, um, you know, have an impact. And, and um, you know, of course, and of course, like, it's correct that like the, the, the biggest joy will, will come from creating and giving um, in the end. However, you know, it, uh, even that uh, depends where it's coming from. Like if you're coming from the world is broken, um, I, I have a responsibility to fix this. Um, or even people are broken, I have, a, I have a responsibility to fix them, that's again, it's coming from this place of like, and I think that's where, what drives a lot of people, it's right, it's like how can I help this broken world? Um, but again, it, it's coming from this place of things are broken, I have this responsibility versus coming from um, love and excitement. And as long as you come from, it's, so it's again, it's all about like the energy that you're, push, you're putting into it. Um, and if, if, if you have that perception going into it of everything's broken, I have to fix it, um, you're always going to be coming from this place of um, sort of almost like an anger and almost like an angst and a very high degree of attachment to whatever you're trying to do. And it probably won't, uh, won't serve your purpose um, in the end. It's just like, uh, you know, imagine a parent that's uh, helping a child and they are just doing it because they're like, oh, well, sure, I'll take you to school today because it's my responsibility, I'm your parent. Uh, I would love to be doing something else right now. God, I really wanna go to Tahiti, that would be amazing. Um, but, you know, I'm I gotta be responsible, I'm responsible for you, so I guess I'll just drive you to school. Versus like the parent that says like, I could be doing anything else right now, but I just love you so much and I love, um, um, seeing you grow and change and so I'm happy to take you to school and support you and you know so again it's just like that different kind of, it's the same sometimes it's the exact same a actions but um, it, a lot of times it's just you know what energy are we is really behind these actions and and the energy behind these actions we, we don't we don't put so much emphasis on them but they really change everything you can always look at a creation in the world and you can tell what what energy was put behind it um, and the, the energy that was originally put behind it, usually by like the original founder, ends up cascading into the energy that it ends up being put out in the world. Um, I mean, even just look at something like Facebook, you know, not like not knocking Facebook, but like probably in the very original days that Mark Zuckerberg was creating this, he was a college student. I think at first it was kind of more of like a hot or not site and they would like, sh sh um, put two faces up of people and you kind of said whose face was like more attractive and then they got like a rating out of 10, you know, and that kind of was the evolution behind Facebook. And of course, like the founder of the company ends up attracting people around them that uh, sort of have a similar kind of energy and are coming from a certain energy. And now even now, um, as many as valuable of a platform Facebook is, it still has this kind of like tinge of superficial energy to it. And again, that comes from the place, probably the original uh, the, the energy the original creator 
uh, put into it. Um, so, you know, the energy behind pursuing any of your desires, the energy behind everything that you create is always going to affect um, the outcome. And that's really the only thing that, ma that matters, right, is, is, is trying to create things and desire things from a place of wholeness and love as best you can. Uh, that's usually a pretty good uh, measuring stick uh, versus coming from a place of fear, of lack, of anger, um, of I have to do this because, um, you know, and sort of all of these limiting ways of viewing reality. So um, that's my little rant on desire today. Hope it was helpful to you. And um, yeah, I'll just leave you with maybe a couple questions of thinking about some of the desires that you have um, and kind of reflecting perhaps on, okay, what is this a really authentic desire? Um, if so, what are maybe some of my ulterior motives around it? Um, am I putting a lot of stake and a lot of pressure on this desire? And um, if so, how can I try to um, be more grateful for where I am right now? Um, and also, but also continue to take action towards this thing that I genuinely want. But again, without putting so much pressure on it, without believing that it's going to be the answer to all your problems. <laughs> and also, um, while being mindful of some of these uh, sort of ulterior motives that might curtail um, this sort of desire coming to fruition in the way that you want and it putting out the energy into your life and into the world, into the dream uh, that you want. Okay, have an amazing day. Take care. Much love.